eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, so there is just so much going on in the world over the past, like honestly, the past few years, not even just this past year, but with COVID and then with all of the other crap happening to the world that we live in, and especially here in the United States, I feel like it's getting overwhelmingly scary in general, and there are just so many things that we cannot control. With everything going on over the past year or so, I actually made the decision to pull my oldest, who just turned six, out of school, I think this past December, um, when my husband went back to school and we ended up staying with family for a few months, I decided it was the right time to pull my son out of school and take a stab at homeschooling him. And I'm not going to lie, it's definitely been a learning curve, but I feel like we're finally getting into the routine of things where it's kind of just coming second nature. And even though I have two younger kids that are not even school age yet, at least, um, I feel like we're finally getting into a good rhythm where it's flowing well with our life. And, you know, I feel like he's learning at the pace that he's supposed to be learning. So I thought I would come do an episode and just share for anybody out there who is considering homeschooling your kids, or maybe you have toddlers and you're not really sure what you want to do, but you're a stay-at-home parent and you're considering homeschooling your kids, um, I kind of just thought I would make this episode with my biggest tips for homeschooling and the homeschool like rhythm and routine that has been working for us. And I know that homeschooling is not an option for everyone, especially like if you are a single parent or if you're a working parent. You know, I'm not digging on anybody. I think every family is different, and I 100% recognize that not everybody has the option to homeschool. I'm not saying that this is the best way or the only way. Um, But for me, again, I stay at home with the three kids and just with everything going on with the pandemic and then with all of the other crazy stuff going on here in the United States, for me, I just felt like this was the best option, especially with us like moving in the middle of a school year and stuff. And it has just went so well that I think we're considering doing homeschool again next year for first grade too. So yeah, all of that to say, if you have ever thought about homeschooling your kids, but you don't know how daily life would look, or you're a little bit intimidated and you don't know where to start, hopefully you can take bits and pieces of this episode and see what works for me and make some of it work for you too. So the first thing that really overwhelmed me when I first looked into homeschooling were the different curriculum options. Now again, my son is only in kindergarten right now. He'll be in first grade next year. So we're not really getting into the huge mean potatoes of curriculum that you start to learn later on throughout the school years. Kindergarten is pretty um, just basic 
math, reading, writing, science, you know, there's nothing super in-depth yet. So for me, kindergarten was very easy to homeschool once we got into a good rhythm. Um, But again, looking into the curriculums, and every state is different too, so I highly encourage you if you're thinking about it, join like a couple Facebook groups for specific homeschooling for your state so you can see what the laws and the rules and regulations are when it comes to homeschooling. Or you could do a Google search and find out those things too. But those are important things to take into account when you start to kind of look through your options for different homeschool curriculums. So for me, looking through the options, there were a few that looked really good to me. One that I highly considered and I've heard great things about is time for learning. Um, And honestly, if we continue to homeschool um, within the next few years, I will probably start my son on that, especially once my middle child, she is about to turn three. So when she gets to the pre-K age where I want to start doing a curriculum for her too, I might just start them on that because honestly planning two separate curriculums when they're like, that just sounds so complicated. So time for learning is like an online one where they have a curriculum for them set out online. And I think they have like teachers and tutors accessible to them online and stuff like that too. However, for kindergarten, we're currently using a curriculum called Blossom and Root. It's actually a nature-based learning curriculum, which, uh, you know, you might be rolling your eyes depending on who, what kind of person you are listening to this. However, it has been working absolutely amazing for us so far. Of course, it's not only learning, like they have a nature and outdoors part of the curriculum, but they also have science with integrative math, language arts, which, you know, has reading and stuff like that. And then also a, like an art and history section that also goes through the history of your child and like their family background and things like that. So the curriculum covers a lot but it's not a ton of work. So there's a few homeschool curriculums that I've heard, but it's a lot of your child sitting down and doing like a lot of work that can just be a little bit overwhelming for them. And again, some kids thrive in that kind of situation. My child absolutely does not. He has a hard time sitting down and concentrating on things for a long, like long periods of time. So I know that if it was just workbook after workbook for him, he would get extremely frustrated. Um, Um, So the Blossom and Root curriculum only amounts to about 30 to 45 minutes of curriculum per day, which if you look at a chart about how long homeschooled kids need per grade, like how much time they need per grade per day, um, that's right on par with the typical homeschool like timing for kindergarten. So again, usually it's about 30 to 45 minutes a day and it's super easy, but again, it covers a lot throughout the week. But yeah, so we use Blossom and Root and it has been awesome for us. But again, there are tons of options depending on what you're looking for and what your needs are. So now on to our homeschool like routine. Um, Again, like I said in the beginning of the episode, it is a bit of a learning curve, especially the first month or so of me trying to lesson plan I like looking through my notes, I did the most because we have like for our curriculum, we have parent guidebooks. So I would literally just copy down every word of the parent guidebooks. But now that I kind of know what the different activities and stuff for each subject each week will be, it's gotten a lot easier. 
So what has worked best for me in terms of planning the homeschool lessons is having one notebook that has however many subjects your kids have. So we have like four subjects in his curriculum. So I have a four subject notebook that has those like dividers in between each subject. Um, and then also a weekly planner. I think I just have like one of the happy planners because I went to Michael's and they were having a sale and it was super, super cute. So yeah, I plan on Sunday nights. So pretty much every Sunday night, I sit down after I put the kids to bed and I pull out that four subject notebook with the weekly planner. And I plan each subject in the notebook first. So, you know, just for example, I'll go through the science and math curriculum for that week. And I write down in the notebook all of the assignments and readings and videos for that week. And then after I do that for each of the four subjects, and then I'll take my weekly planner and I'll kind of piece together each assignment. And again, this is just going to be what works best for you. But for me, I typically do one subject a day. So one day will be our science day. Another day will be the art day, you know, another day language arts. And then what I have been doing for the past couple months that I absolutely love is I leave Friday open for a free day. So sometimes there will be all, you know, plan a little bit too much in one day and my son ends up kind of just like losing focus and he can't focus on that task and we're not able to like revisit it that day. So what I do is I just add it on to Friday. So Fridays I always keep open and it's kind of just like a makeup day if there's anything again that we don't get done or that I feel like we need to practice more on then we do that on Fridays. And then if not then Friday we just spend extra time outside if we can. You know I say that now but it's starting to get in the hundreds here in Texas so the amount of time that we can actually spend out outside is getting limited um, but you know if we don't go outside then I just plan an extra art activity or something fun like that for Fridays. So another thing when it comes to planning for each week that I've been doing that I thank myself for every time is, and I just started this probably three or four weeks ago, but when I sit down on Sunday night and I start planning out the curriculum, I actually plan for two weeks. And I found that as long as I have the time and I'm not too tired whenever I'm doing the lesson planning, this is amazing because then the next Sunday I'll be like, oh, you know, crap, I need to sit down and plan for homeschool. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, no, I already did it last week and it's literally the best feeling ever. So this is something that I'm definitely going to try to keep going. Um, It would be even better if I could plan for like a month, but right now doing the two weeks of lesson planning probably takes me close to an hour. So so I'm kind of just going to stick at this for now. It's working. It feels good. But yeah, just a little hack there. Now, in terms of homeschooling space, I know some people think that you have to have a whole separate room for homeschooling or, you know, like half of your living room or dining room, like set up with desks and stuff. And what we actually do is we just use the kitchen table. Um, We just moved into our new house and there's no set dining room space. It's kind of just in, it's one with the kitchen, like Half the kitchen is the cabinets, and then we have a cute little nook where we have our table. So I actually stuck a credenza, like a piece of furniture that I love. I stuck it here in the dining room with us, and one cabinet is just full of our homeschool books and our tools that we use for homeschooling. So our kitchen slash dining room is our homeschooling space, and... 
it works perfectly for us. We have not had any issues so far. We don't really have issues with my son getting distracted by the TV or anything because that's in a separate room. So I don't think it's necessary to have a whole separate space. Um, However, you know, if I end up homeschooling for a long time to the point where all three of the kids are homeschooling, that will probably change. But just as of right now, only having one of my three kids homeschooling, you know, having a little setup in the kitchen has been working perfectly for us so far. So realistically, daily, what it looks like for us is we, you know, we wake up in the morning and, you know, usually we'll do breakfast and I'll make the kids tea or something. And then after everybody eats breakfast and the little kids start, you know, running around and playing, we, me and my oldest, we sit down and that's when we start his school for the day. Again, for this kindergarten age, the curriculum only takes about 30 to 45 minutes. So it's really not a lot of work. However, you know, when you have other kids running around and especially like other tiny humans that are asking you for snacks every two minutes or asking you to help them with stuff or, you know, when you have a baby that needs you to hold him and help him with literally everything, it can definitely be challenging. Um, so I know it's like, oh, well, it's only 30 minutes. Just like sit down and do it. However, it does not always work out like that. So again, typically we start in the morning after breakfast and then usually we'll take a little break. Like I'll do what I can do before my little one starts getting fussy and needs, you know, needing to go down for his nap. And then, so we'll take a break. We'll kind of finish up what we can. And then after my little one wakes up from his nap is when we try to finish out the rest of whatever activities we have for that day. So yeah, in general, it's a very relaxed schedule. And this is one of the best things about homeschooling, in my opinion, is there's no waking up early, rushing to get ready, rushing to get your other kids ready because you have to take them out the door to like walk or drive your kid to school. You know, there's no going and waiting in pickup lines or anything. It's It's very convenient, which I don't want to sound like I'm doing this just because it's convenient. Obviously, if you are a parent, you know, you can imagine all of the reasons why someone would want to homeschool, mostly keeping in mind the events that have been happening recently and the one big tragedy that just happened in Texas. All of that kind of solidified me because there's literally an elementary school like maybe a five-ish minute walk from our new house. So we saw the school, it had like a cool playground. We were like, oh cool, like we can send him there next year. You know, he can get back into regular school instead of homeschooling. And then when all of this, you know, when the tragedy happened, I was like, yeah, they, you know, I'm gonna be staying home anyway. I am just gonna homeschool him another year. And I also asked him, I was like, hey, would you rather go to school in person or do you want to keep homeschooling next year and he straight up said like you know oh I want to homeschool again so that's kind of that and you know I'm hoping that first grade is just as simple and relatively easy as kindergarten has been but yeah all in all it has went great for us so far it's a lot less intimidating than I thought it would be Um, and I also don't want you to think that you know, I, I know I mentioned that I had taken a couple college courses about elementary education. You do not need a teaching background in order to teach your kids at home, especially depending on what curriculum you're using, um, that you will have tools to guide you, especially if you use one of the online um, different curriculums like the Time for Learning and things like that. They will have online tutors and teachers to help them. So if you're thinking about homeschooling, I hope that Something I have said in this episode helps 
ease your mind and helps encourage you to give it a shot if you feel pulled to do so and you're able. And again, it's not everybody's cup of tea and it's not possible for every family. I'm not saying that every parent out there should homeschool. I know that is not the case at all. I'm just hoping that if anybody out there is considering homeschooling or you're intrigued by it, but you're a little bit scared to look into it or you don't know where to start, I hope that this episode can give you some encouragement and can show you that it really does not have to be as hard or intimidating as you might think that it is. Because again, I considered homeschooling for the longest time and I was just so scared to start. I was like, I'm not an organized person. I cannot do all of this like rigorous schedules and things like that. And that has been the opposite of my experience, honestly. So yeah, the other thing that kind of just worried me in general about homeschooling is how bad homeschooled moms get a rep of. Like, I feel like for some reason in our society, if you're like, yeah, I homeschool my kids. Like there's there, for some reason, there's such a stigma around that. Like it, you know, people look down on you and it's like, oh, well, if you're not sending your kids to public school, then you know, you must just be teaching them to go, you know, prance around in your garden or blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I feel like everybody just rolls their eyes when you're like, yeah, and I homeschool my kids. It's like, yeah, of course you do. But um, I don't know. The whole point of this podcast is unrooting yourself from societal norms. And while I know that a ton of people out there homeschool, I personally know so many people that have homeschooled their kids, especially with like COVID and how so many people switched to virtual. I feel like a lot of people did what I did and kind of took a stab at homeschooling because of that. But I also just want to take this time to let you know, like, hey, if you have friends and family that when you say that you're considering homeschooling, they laugh at you and they talk down to you and they make it seem like you could never homeschool your kids and you know, anything like that, because again, I feel like society loves to scream those things at us. They love to tell moms that we are not enough and that we're not capable. And I just want to let you know, like that's complete BS. You are more than capable. If you feel pulled to do it and you feel in your heart that you could homeschool your kids, then absolutely 100%. I think that you should give it a try. If you feel that's what you want to do and you feel like that would be the best environment for your kids then you know you at least have one cheerleader in your corner and that person is me and I am here rooting for you every step of the way so yeah I hope that this just gave you some insight and you know hopefully there were a few tips in here that you can take and if you decide to homeschool they make your life a little bit easier If you have any other like specific homeschool related questions, I would love to help. Feel free to send me an email, hello at unrootedmama.com, or you can even shoot me an Instagram DM. Um, Not going to lie, I will probably take at least a few days to get back to you because I, you know, I don't know what it is about replying to DMs and Facebook messages that just gives me such like almost social anxiety, which doesn't make sense because it's like online. Um, But anyway, if you shoot me an email (laughs) or again, an Instagram DM, my username is just at unrooted mama. I will get back to you within a few days, but I would love to talk with you about homeschooling and any other questions that you have that are more specific to you. Although like, of course I'm not an expert, but I would still love to be here to just chat with you and help you in any way that I can. So yeah, thank you so much for joining in another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast and until next time.